If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie week eight of 36 weeks. Ooh, getting close to that uh, quarter, quarter point. First quarter, almost done, and things are moving along. Got a few updates for you this week. It's going to be a short one. Uh, this is the second time that I've recorded this week. I am out of the country. I am uh, in Panama right now. I'm at an amazing hotel in the old quarter, the old section, uh, Costco Viejo, which was, I guess, a very scary part of Panama until just fairly recently, a couple decades ago, they revitalized it. But we were staying at a Hyatt on my points, unexpectedly, because uh, I have Hyatt points, uh, which I accrued while uh, traveling around with groupers and also just traveling with the wife and the boy. But yeah, before anyone gets any ideas, I think I've already said it. I know the optics aren't great on this, but it, it feels weird to be raising money and kicking off this uh, documentary and then showing up in Panama, you know, just a few short weeks later. Uh, this is my 50th birthday present from my lovely wife who wanted to do something special for me. And Panama has been uh, fantastic. I'll talk more about it on the old after disaster and I'm sure a little film vault as well but uh, I highly recommend and we're trying our best to do what uh, at least you know a lot of us aren't able to do with uh, with kids and as children and that's show Atticus some different parts of the world and different cultures and to get them to see a larger world than um, a lot of us are afforded to see so that hopefully that translates into being a better human being so all right why don't I get a get all sanctimonious on this this feed all the time um did I mention that I wanted to open this with hola rather than hello? But that would have felt hacky, so I didn't do that. Well, now I have. Okay, I've mentioned that now. Uh, so, all right, here are what's, what's, what's been going on since I've been over here. Um, I have been not as much as I would be when I'm home, but I have been continuing to research, write things. Uh, I'm really getting into the, the history. I got a couple textbooks on the history of uh, individuals with intellectual disabilities, and it's, it's some fascinating stuff, which I'm going to be weaving into this documentary. Uh, on the narrative front, so I've talked to Mike Carano a couple times. He's at, been at the classes yesterday. He was at the class um, documenting that as well as a week ago yesterday. This is the longest I have been away from the Born to Act players in over a year probably. It feels, I miss those guys. I miss class. I, you know, just yesterday, uh, Atticus and I and mom, Jillian, we were in a place called San Blas Islands, which is a very remote remote uh, spot in Panama you had to drive I'll talk about all this on the after disaster that's not what this feeds about but we were in a place with I, I, we weren't supposed to have service but we had a little bit of service so I was dealing with some film vault issues with Avery and uh, it was Thursday and we were sitting on this little island without electricity um, barely any uh, phone service uh, and we're getting you know bit by the, uh, the the bugs I've never been bit by so many bugs but that comes with the territory and oh, 
so I'm, I have a hard time relaxing. Like I try and relax and it's just, it doesn't take, I don't know how to relax. They had a hammock. I went in at once and I'm like, I can't get comfortable. Next thing you know, I'm like, all right, Atticus, we're going to try and walk around this entire island, but in the water. And I got the poor kid out there trying to do that. And then we took a kayak out uh, to another island, which was, you know, maybe 200 yards away. And uh, we, he was having fun, but it's just like, can we just relax? I don't know how to, I don't know how to relax. Um, the kayak, we, we capsized, uh, we had to be rescued. We didn't have to be rescued, but they saw us out there. So they came and rescued us. It was kind of embarrassing. The, the kayak probably would have been lost because it was sinking. It was not a, uh, a seaworthy kayak. As soon as it capsized, it started filling with water when I flipped it back over. That's a whole different story. But the point is, I don't know how to relax. So while I'm on this island, I'm, I'm rewriting stuff. Uh, I rewrote a scene actually before we even got to sandblast uh islands it's sandblast s-a-n-b-l-a-s i mean it's incredible but uh don't go there for for comfort because uh it, it's just it's tough uh, with with you know leaky roofs and uh the bugs and the, no air conditioning and it, I, I could have made it happen. I could have drank myself to sleep a couple nights, but uh, the wife, Jillian, was like, I just can't, I can't do it. I can't do two nights. We're supposed to be there for two nights, but uh, we came back early. The point is, I was on that uh, little island, uh, Wally Dub, Wally Dub Island in Sandblast, and uh, that's where I was um, pulling, I pulled a scene from Loaded for Bear, the narrative feature. And I'm repurposing it, making some tweaks, massaging it a bit so that it can stand out as a, uh, so it can stand alone, stand up as a short, a short film. And the reason I'm doing that is kind of exciting. Like this was not part of the plan. And this is where having very, very smart people uh, involved and attached really comes in handy because I would not have thought of, of making opportunity out of the ensuing SAG after strike, which is uh, on the precipice. And uh, Robert, my uh, very clever producer, who I, I, need, I will have him on here soon enough. You guys need to meet Robert and hear him uh, and hear how we first met and hear the magic words that he told me as uh, somebody who just wants to make movies. Uh, what I heard come out of his mouth was uh, perfect uh, as far as what got me thinking this guy is exactly what... <laughs> I need to have I need to have somebody like this on my on my team because I don't think this way. So he sees he's been talking to uh, his contacts SAG after it looks like they're going to be joining uh, WGA and, and, and striking soon. However, it's not going to affect micro budgets or short films. So while ours is teetering on a micro budget, we hope to get it beyond a micro budget when we actually make the narrative. However, if we can get some A slash B level talent who's sitting around and they have nothing to do and they, they can't really do anything other than shorts student films short films and micro budgets and we can get them at a very affordable rate um or possibly even free because of the nature of our project and we can shoot a scene or a short film or a scene from the narrative that could be seen as a short uh, could have a beginning middle and end and serve as a short film um we probably will be able to pull this off with some recognizable people uh this summer so that is one of the new um, micro projects that we're working on that is part of the larger picture which is loaded for bear all things loaded for bear so rather than just a documentary and the narrative uh independent film now we're looking at a, a short film that will also accompany so it, Ultimately, there could be as many as three, four, or four projects. When I say four, I definitely am going to be making uh, one for Mary Rings and her Born to Act players to serve as a almost a template, 
also uh, a, a tool to help her uh, go out and get grants and funding for her for her um, program that she's developed for over for almost 30 years now she's a lot like me where she doesn't she just does she just does work she just ideas come to her and she does them she doesn't think big picture nearly as well as she should or i should and she knows that we've talked about this mary rings and i <coughs> excuse me so that's one of my uh hopefully one of the things that i can do for her is put together like a something short like an eight minute just a fluff piece which fluff piece a lot of the time that's derogatory or pejorative but i mean it, there's really no way to make a a a short video on what she does and what the Born Dad players do without it f- feeling fluffy because, I mean, that's what it is. It's just fantastic. I mean, there's really no dark side to it. So, anyways, that's where I'm at here in Panama. Um, we leave in a couple days, and, you know, we're at that point of the trip where we're, I'm very excited to get back in the swing of things and be able to get back there and just start writing and uh, not be sandy and, and wet and muggy and, and sweaty while, while doing so. But, uh, I'm kind of, I'm not, I don't say this very often. I'm not very proud of myself very often, pat myself on the back, but I feel like I got some pretty good work done over here considering I got a six-year-old. Uh, I have a hard time learning how to relax and uh, we've been moving around. I think we're at our fourth place, fourth and final place right now. So yeah, uh, I, uh, another thing is like when, when we end up, there's one, okay, final thing I'll leave you here with. There's another scene that's in A Little for Bear, the narrative, that's been there and has been bothering me for literally years. Because, I mean, I wrote this thing a few years ago, and it's written mainly from my own... I've talked about some of this before, but it's, it's written from my own experiences. I wrote the, uh, the characters, the individuals with uh, intellectual disabilities. Uh, I, I based those characters on individuals that I had befriended... Uh, or worked with, or both, uh, from you know all the years of, of working at uh, various spots uh, and, and volunteering in other places. So I, I have a lot of stories, as you'd imagine, and, and most all of them are good, and lovely, and um, sweet, and, and precious in many ways. Uh, however, there have been some, some some things that have happened, and some things that I've seen at various events that uh, are kind of stomach churning and. Um, downright scary and one involved a, a woman pulling out people's unsuspecting people's hair and uh and then eating it and that's been a scene in in the the script for some time and i have not felt good about it for a few years now uh i at the time that i wrote it um i was you know looking for conflict and looking for story and i know it would make a great scene but i realized not too long ago when I say not too long ago, a couple of years ago at least, they're like, you know what? The, the overall theme of this, I don't like to talk themes with stories and movies, but the, the overall, I don't like to talk messages either, but I don't want to leave any viewer who doesn't know about this population. I don't want to leave them with any kind of negative, like, oh, well, there are scary individuals out there who shouldn't be trusted because they might pull out your hair. And I really like the scene. And it's something that I, I watched with my own eyes. I've told the full story at least once on the after disaster. And the, the part that I found to be entertaining about the scene uh, that I wrote about her name is Lucy in the script was that um, she would 
we were at, I was at a uh, an event for a Special Olympics, and there was a bunch of you know people there, hearts of gold. A lot of them were parents, a lot of them were volunteers, and they're watching. They're in the audience. They're watching. It was weightlifting uh, that I was there for, and there, uh, a woman showed up, uh, and she was in a wheelchair, and she was just going from person to person, kind of unsuspecting people that were sitting watching this event, and she would go up and she would put her hand on their head, and they didn't, they were uncomfortable. They didn't know what to do, but they knew what kind of event they were at, so they couldn't be like, "Who is this person? Get her away from me!" You know what I mean? Because they're like, "Oh, it's one of the athletes, and she's being." sweet and she's just petting my hair and then this I don't know what her name was I never spent time with her I just saw this with my own eyes I never spoke to this woman I've named her Lucy and made a character out of her in my in my story in my in my script but what she would do is she would pull the person's hair she would pat it a few times the person would be uncomfortable and smiling and then Lucy would grab a fistful of it and just yank it and she pulled it out of three people's heads while I watched this and then she put it in her mouth and started chewing it and then she went to the next one she had like three different colors of hair wads in her mouth and it was horrifying and yeah that would make a great scene I don't want that scene in this movie though I don't want like I said people leaving the theater or turning off their Netflix or wherever it's gonna end up and be like yeah, most, most of the individuals with intellectual disabilities are very sweet, but some of them are horrifying and scary, like that Lucy character. So I have... God, that was a long story. I have finally rewritten that scene, and it's based on something else I've kind of seen, but I fluffed it up a bit and you know took some, um, some artistic liberties and doesn't necessarily come from my own experience, but I think it works, and it's totally different and it's it's based around a prank and uh it's it'll i, I think it'll work it won't leave the the viewer um with a churns a turned turned stomach so i'm very happy about that and uh i'm excited about the shorts that uh, ultimately we hope to shoot this summer as well as that scene that we will ultimately shoot uh different which is the scene that i rewrote that i talked about that will show up in the actual narrative that we hope to shoot in the feature film both of those while i'm doing them i'll be thinking like oh my god i I came up with those, or I wrote those, or I reworked those while I was over there in Panama with the humidity, sweating, being bitten by these little bugs. I don't, they're called like no seas or cannot seas or something because you really don't see these little bugs until it's too late and they bit you. All right. Wow. I just talk a lot more than I anticipated. I, I talk a lot. Here is the final, final thing. I know I've already said that, but I would like to thank. Uh, the following people who I've given since last week, since I last spoke with you. Uh, Nora Seidman, thank you for coming aboard. Welcome to the project. Thank you very Pierce Petrie, you crazy, crazy SOB. Thank you so much. You've already done so much for us. And here you are giving a good chunk of change to Loaded for Bear, the documentary. Uh, huge, huge thanks. As well as to Jordan Armstrong, thank you very much. Hey, my old friend Matt Rixner, thank you, Matt. I need to talk to you, too. we got to talk about this project in particular because uh, I told you last time we spoke that I would like uh, to interview you uh, at least over the phone to get some ideas um, Zachary Chenny thank you very much for coming on board Zachary Chenny and then Tam Smith uh, Tam you are the greatest the last time I corresponded with you was just yesterday you were having a problem with your film ball Patreon feed and uh, just last night and then I wake up this morning and I check before I before I do this feed to see uh, who I should thank. And Tam Smith is on there. Uh, while her Patreon for the Film Vault, for whatever reason, stopped working because it does that just random like Patreons every now and again, and then they fix it. But she's dealing with uh, not getting her money's worth on the Film Vault, and then she turns around and she gives a really nice chunk of change for this project. So I just have so many great people uh, who are a part of this, and I thank all of you, and I thank you for listening and following along. Whoo! Uh, I have not talked to Robert or Catherine uh, or Joe uh, 
I talked to Robert like less uh, about four or five days ago, and we talked about this whole new idea, and he kind of gave me a task to pull a scene and, and write a short uh, out of. I'll be talking more about what that short film is going to look like, but uh, I've not talked to them about um, any names that we have submitted for or try to make contact with, which I think may have happened. And if it hasn't happened, it's going to be happening early next week. So <coughs> thank you. I got to like, see if I didn't keep going, I wouldn't have coughed. Ugh. All right. Uh, I will talk to you guys next Friday from a dry heat location. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. The, uh... Stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories that, when sewn together, form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood. Available now wherever you get podcasts. Spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and more time actually watching and playing what you want with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts.